Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor here at How Stuff Works, and with me is writer Jonathan Strickland. My computer doesn't feel well. Have you taken its temperature? Uh, actually, this is not the one that overheated. This is, this is the new laptop. The old one was the one that overheated. That was, um, that was my lame attempt to lead into what we're talking about today. Oh, uh, you mean computer viruses? Yes, yes. We recently had an article on this, a feature on the site, the 10 worst computer viruses of all time. And, uh, I thought it, uh, that would be a, a clever way to lead in. Obviously, um, I was wrong. <laughs> well, you know, we had a, a difficult time choosing which, because, uh, you know, there's so many there's contenders. So many, yeah, there really are. <laughs> there really are. And, uh, the ones that, that we picked were chosen for different reasons. I right. mean, uh, some of them were more destructive than others, but others broke new ground in, uh, virus world shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they cause brand new headaches for everybody involved. Um, besides the person who wrote them, I suppose. Well, let, let's give a little background here. Okay. So, um, so computer viruses date back. Quite a ways. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, there's a, a scientist uh, by the name of John von Neumann who uh, theorized way back in 1949 that it would be possible to create a program that could self-replicate, which is generally what we talk about when we talk about computer viruses. There are different kinds of computer viruses. Um, the the standard, uh, the original good old computer virus that was that would cause a lot of trouble would be the the kind that would infect your computer and then overwrite data and and essentially turn your computer into a useless pile of junk. Right. Those were uh, boy, those were the good old days. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really irritating. It meant that you'd lose everything, even if you could um, even if you could fix your computer. You, you there was a good chance you weren't going to be able to retrieve data that had been stored on that computer up to that point. Um, those were nasty, but there are other kinds as well that are uh, uh, equally evil. Um, there are the computer worms, uh, and there are co- the Trojan horses, and um, together these kind of make up everything we think of when we say computer viruses. Yeah, virus is really sort of used as a blanket term um, by the security public, I would say. You know, people talk about when you hear people talk about viruses, it may actually be a worm or a Trojan that they're talking about. A worm right. is actually uh, a program that can go by itself and replicate itself rather than piggybacking on another program, which is what an actual virus is. Right, right. The old computer viruses, usually it was, a, well, I mean, always it was a, it was some, a little self-replicating program that was part of a larger program. So, for instance, um, you could corrupt a macro in uh, Microsoft Word in the old days and create a computer virus that way. Uh, but a worm, yes, as you say, is its own program, its own application. So as soon as you execute it, that's when it activates and, and begins to to cause issues. Uh, whereas the Trojan, that gives bad guys the opportunity to really mess with your computer. Yeah, it's a, it's a program, as Trojan Horse, you might expect from the name. Uh, it's a program that, that looks like one thing but actually does something else entirely. Uh, so somebody may say, hey, you know, you need to uh, take a look at this file. It's the, the greatest video ever. And you double click on it and, and all of a sudden you're going, hey, wait, this isn't really a video file. But by that point, your computer may be infected with something nasty. Right. And the, the really clever ones 
just make you think that whatever program you downloaded just didn't work correctly. Right. And so you may not even be aware that your computer has been infected. You may just think that you got a hold of a, a faulty file and, and that's, that's the worst of it. When in reality, someone is using your computer either to access information or, uh, or create a zombie computer army. We've talked about that before or, um, any number of really evil, icky things that you don't want to happen to your computer. Right. So I guess we can uh, just dive on in and talk about some of the ones that made the list. Uh, I'm sure everyone's just uh, chomping at the bit to find out. <laughs> well, the first one we were going to talk about today is uh, is an actual virus. Uh, Melissa. Yes, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa, named after an exotic dancer in Florida. Uh, it's poetry, really, yeah. isn't it? It's beautiful. So, uh, what, a, what a nice sentiment. Yeah. This was uh, created by a guy named David L. Smith. This was... Uh, Back in 1999, and uh, yeah, it was an actual computer virus that spread um, through email, and it was a it was a one of the ones we were talking about, like uh, piggybacking on the Microsoft Word document. Yep, yep. This is the reason you get an alert when you uh, open a document in Word when it, and it has a macro in it, and, and it goes, "Hey, are you sure you want to do this? Because it has macros." Well, now you know why. Melissa really brought our awareness. Up in terms of what a macro, you know, what these add-ons can do to a, a simple Word document or, you know, I guess Office document or anything that uses macros. Right. And uh, it didn't do that much damage, really. It, it just it, it made the list mainly, bec- as you say, because it, it really raised awareness. Um, before that point, computer viruses were usually spread by uh, someone handing you a, a floppy disk that had a corrupted file on it and you ran it that way. Um you know, was, that was the pre-internet days. So it was all social engineering. It was all, hey, I've got this great game on this disc. Why don't you run it? And then you screw up your computer. So Melissa really took it to the next level, you know, mass distribution. Don't take floppy disks from strangers. No. And, and that kind of leads us, social engineering is not, is not just from the old days. I mean, it's still happening today. Uh, and the next one's a kind of a, a good example of that. That's the I love you bug. Um, which would spread through email and you would get a message saying, I love you. And I think most of us feel warm and comforted when we hear those words. Uh, and so we, you, your natural inclination was to open up the email, find out what this little dilly-bob was, and you click on it, and that's when it activated the bug. Yeah, it copied itself. It added files to your computer's registry, replaced other files on your computer with copies of itself, and then it started sending itself around to other people via email or, or internet relay chat. Yeah, IRC. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. That's, that's pretty bad. And then it downloaded and and would execute a password stealing program. So if you started, t- you know, you have all your passwords stored on your computer for different uh, different applications, all of a sudden it's sending them back to the uh, the originator of the virus. Right. And this one, uh, the originator of the virus, uh, is is one of those kind of mysteries. We think we know who did it, but it's kind of, uh, it's impossible to say for sure. Now, allegedly the, uh, the man responsible was Onel de Guzman from the Philippines. But the thing was when, uh, when he was first being investigated, he was underage and so could not be tried as an adult. And, uh, and it just kind of, kind of faded away. And then when he became of age, he sort of, in a circumspect way, kind of, but not really admitted to being to being the the perpetrator. So we're fairly certain that he's the the man responsible, but 
you know, it could just be a lot of talk. Well, I'll tell you, if I had done uh, created a virus that did ten billion dollars worth of damages over the internet, I probably wouldn't be, you know, willing to raise my hand up and go, "Hey, I did this." Right? No, maybe under a handle, you yeah. know, but yeah. not not with your real name. <laughs> so I guess we can uh, move on to the next one. Yeah, I've been talking about uh, about moving on. Um, this was uh, one that I heard a lot about when I worked in the uh, computer security industry. Um, it's SQL Slammer, also known as SQL Slammer, um, mm-hmm. and this this was a fast moving virus. This is this was a classic. In 15 minutes after it was detected, it had already infected nearly half of the internet servers. Right. Which, uh, in terms of you compare that to Melissa or I love you, they were they spread and they spread pretty widely, but not like this. This was a a big old eye opener for right. the industry. Caused about a billion dollars worth of damage, and it uh, it exploited vulnerabilities uh, within the system. It wasn't necessarily a program designed. In, it wasn't like a self replicating program in the traditional sense. It was one that that exploited. A, a vulnerability that the the virus programmer, whom who knows who this this guy is, we don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, uh, he he discovered it and uh, took advantage of it. And there there are people who who do this for a living who actually look for vulnerabilities that can be exploited. Uh, those we usually call white hats. And then we've got the people who look for vulnerabilities in order to exploit them and actually take advantage of them, not to fix them. Those are the black hats. So, uh, good old cowboy imagery there, um, <laughs> from the, you know, the, the wild, wild internet. Yeah. Um, actually, in general, a virus or, you know, whatever malware, if you will, um, it's going to take advantage of some vulnerability in your system. Basically, when they, when the developers write code, whether it's your operating system or a program that runs on your operating system, there's a hole in there somewhere. And somebody can go in, a white hat or black hat or both. A lot of times they'll publish these vulnerabilities. They're they're picking apart the code and going, you know what? If I did this here at this right time, I could gain control of the entire computer. Right. And that's uh that's why you you know look down and you see your even Mac computers or Windows computers both have these things and they go, hey, uh, there's a new software security update. You need to download this, update your system. Well, that's that's why these these vulnerabilities come to light and then you end up patching your system. Hmm. Well, I guess we can move on to the next one, the uh, the Sasser virus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The uh, speaking of underage uh, hackers, um, the person that developed Sasser and Netsky worms uh, was a 17 year old German who uh, never actually spent any time in jail because he was underage. But um, Sasser, he, he apparently wrote both of these worms. But Sasser uh, was scan would get on your computer and scan random addresses, internet addresses, to find other vulnerable computers that it could download and, and copy itself to. So it actively was seeking out other machines that it could could do that to and would actually make it impossible for you to turn off your machine. Right. So it, it didn't want you to uh, stop it from doing its work. You had to unplug your computer if you wanted to... Uh, to get it to cut it out. And this is an, a Microsoft Windows virus, we should say. It was uh, specifically looking at Windows vulnerabilities. So uh, if you were using a different operating system, um, you were you were okay uh, in, from this particular kind of worm. Um, that's, a, that's actually an interesting point we should make, too. I guess we can make it right here. Uh, you, you hear a lot about viruses attacking PCs and not as many attacking Macs. 
Uh, and you might think, well, does that mean that the Mac is, is automatically a more secure machine? Well, that's, that's not necessarily the case. There's this uh, concept called uh, security through obscurity. Um, part of that is if you, if not that many people are using your system, then there's less of an incentive to create an attack that targets that system. I mean, you're not going to hit as many people, so why spend that time and energy developing an attack uh, when you could do it for a different system that's going to hit a lot more people? Yeah, and part of the, uh, I, I'm just guessing that part of the reason that hackers create these viruses in the first place is to gain the notoriety and, you know, be the person that took down the internet. Right. So, I mean, if you're only going to take down, you know, 5 million computers versus the entirety of the internet, you know, why would you go after the small batch? Why wouldn't you try to get as much damage as you're, you know, you can and, possibly and if do? You, if you have another ulterior motive, like let's say you've got a, a personal vendetta against a specific website, and you want to create a zombie network to attack that website and bring it down, obviously you want to try and go for whichever system has the widest uh, audience because that will make a more effective attack in the long run. Because a lot of these viruses, that's exactly what the end goal is, is to to try and, and bring down specific uh, entities. So we've seen this happen to websites like Yahoo and, and CNN. Uh, it's, it's not unusual, uh, which kind of brings us up to the uh, – the last one we're going to talk about right now, uh, the, uh, the the infamous storm worm. Yeah, this uh, Jonathan is saying that this is my my pet worm, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's because it's interesting to me. Um, it's it's not really called the storm worm. There's actually another pretty mild worm called the storm worm. Right. But it's it's known as it's. Real name, if you will. Uh, these are named by the security firms. So um, one of them calls it PCOM, another calls it New War. Uh, but basically, it's called the Stormworm because it propagates through email, primarily. Um, it's a Trojan. So you think you are downloading the newest video or uh, some other kind of file. And, and actually, one of the original subject lines was, you know, a huge storm kills millions in China. Yep. And it, so it was, the idea was to try and uh, trick you into clicking on a, on a specific uh, thing within the email um, by masking it as a news story. Yeah, that's, that's your social engineering at work again. They're right. trying to convince you that this is a, a very topical moment. Uh, there were some that went out a few months ago about the Olympics you know, they were news headlines and they're trying to get you to do this or they'll they'll use, uh, um, you know, particularly um, inflammatory comments or things like political statements like uh, Obama punches Clinton. See the video now. And you go, oh, my gosh, really? Did that really happen? And you go click on it. Then you've downloaded the Trojan. Right. But the uh, the really weird thing about this one is this Trojan can actually carry different payloads. It could turn your computer into a zombie. Uh, it could actually set, use your computer to send spam to create a denial of service attack. Mm -hmm. And it has been known to carry spam, uh, denial of service attack payloads that attack specific sources. So, uh, you know, if there's somebody that speaks out against this stormworm and tries to draw attention to it, it has been, I read an article several months ago about this, how, uh, it has been known to go after those sites to try to, to, uh, shut them up. Yeah, which is uh, pretty sophisticated. Very insidious. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's that's going to wrap up our discussion about the computer viruses uh for today, but but the article does mention others, um the code red viruses, the Klaz virus, Nimda, 
uh, Leap A or Oompa A. There's our, our Mac. That's our Mac. There. Yeah, our Mac virus. And My Doom is also on there. So, uh, certainly go over to How Stuff Works and, and check out the 10 worst computer viruses of all time. You'll definitely learn something. That's live right now on HowStuffWorks.com. We'll talk to you again soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?